once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat the best trick Winston Churchill says the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity the optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty Hey, I'm Scott with the Wisdom in All Things podcast, where we look at applying wisdom to life in three areas, mind, body, and soul. On this episode, becoming a Proverbs 31 man. Scott Hubbard, he's the editor at DesiringGod.org, says this, For a husband is a man who practices husbandry, or cultivation. Like a master gardener, his job is to so nurture and tend to his wife that she brings forth flowers. Let's take the long view of a Proverbs 31 man. Hubbard's quote is is taken from his article, The Proverbs 31 Man, which is an intriguing perspective to have on this chapter in Proverbs. You, like me, may have been more familiar with Proverbs 31, largely referring to the characteristics of a godly woman. In fact, this chapter in Proverbs inspired my wife to name her life coaching business after Proverbs 31. When you skip past the first 10 verses of this chapter, you do land on the list of characteristics describing the woman who fears the Lord. It provides an outline for any godly man of what to look for in a potential wife. Strength and dignity are her clothing. She opens her mouth with wisdom. She looks well to the ways of her household, to just name a few. But when looking at this chapter specifically, we need to keep in view that there are 30 chapters leading up to this point. Chapter after chapter in the book of Proverbs talks of fearing the Lord, leaning not on our own understanding, listening to instruction, and rejecting the ways of fools, scoffers, and sluggards. Dr. Tim Clinton, he's the president of the American Association of Christian Counselors and author of the book, Take It Back, says this, Now, more than ever, what we really need are godly men, men who know and harness their role and gifts and influence for good. Bottom line is that a lot of men have let down their guard, given up ground to the evil one, and or stepped out of the fight. What they need is to first understand their role and significance in this journey called life and to step up and get back into the fight. Strong men are the walls and gatekeepers for the family. Proverbs 31 begins with an added instruction for sons to maintain self-control so as to not be unduly influenced. The role they are to play will require them to stand boldly, speak efficaciously, and judge righteously. These first 10 verses of Proverbs 31, coupled with the previous 30 chapters, not only make up the essence of what the Proverbs 31 woman requires in her husband, it is the bedrock of what is required to be a man. We are all to be Proverbs 31 men. In order to be a Proverbs 31 man, we must become a Proverbs man. You can't be one without the other. No man intending to be married can suddenly become a Proverbs 31 man. And a Proverbs man will naturally reveal himself to be the kind of spouse a Proverbs 31 woman desires. In this way, we become a Proverbs 31 man, married or not. So first, let's focus on becoming a Proverbs man. Making this commitment broadens our application of being a Proverbs 31 man. It opens us up to considering how we could impact all our relationships with women, whether or not God calls us to be married. We can start by focusing on the first 30 chapters of Proverbs. In his book, Upgrade, 10 Secrets to the Best Education for Your Child, Kevin Swanson identifies nine major themes in the book of Proverbs. These nine themes, or principles as he refers to them, serve as an outline for our approach to understanding and applying Proverbs becoming a Proverbs man. I'll list them here. You want to go to wisdominallthings.com and actually check out the article so you can really take them in, but let me just list them quickly. The principle of the tongue and of the truth, the principle of hard work, of self-control and avoiding temptation, four, of conflict resolution and getting along with others, five, the principle of fearing God, six, of receiving reproof and respecting authority, seven, 
trusting God, eight, humility, and nine, the virtuous spouse. Are you able to articulate each principle and point to an example in your life? Well, then you want to become a Proverbs man. I'm in process too. Secondly, we want to be a man for a woman. A true man is for a woman. God has intended for a man to be what a woman needs in a spouse. But in addition to that, a true man is to be a pro-woman in that he supports and encourages a woman onto godliness. Scott Hubbard draws out three distinctions of a Proverbs 31 man that should be true of us regardless of whether or not we are married. As you'll see from what Hubbard highlights, you don't have to have a wife to be a man for a woman. First, he says he trusts her. That's in verse 11. She's trustworthy because she's a woman that fears the Lord. Equally true is how you can communicate that a person needs to fear the Lord to warrant such trust. Secondly, he values her strength in verse 17. Respect and admire her strength for the way she handles her home, conducts business, and views the future. Thirdly, he praises her. Verse 28, publicly and privately, we should encourage and affirm godly character. Be a man for a woman and become a Proverbs man. And lastly, reclaim masculinity. We can now see the lack of awareness and or commitment to biblical truth has given the perception that manhood is toxic. At least part of our image problem probably stems from our not exercising what Hubbard highlighted. But what can we expect when we ignore the warnings and instructions that the book of Proverbs so diligently proclaims? Dr. Clinton was being interviewed, and in an answer to a question about masculinity, he reminded me of an interaction David had with Solomon just before David passed away. It's at the beginning of 1 Kings 2, where David calls his son to be strong and show yourself a man. You'll find that in 1 Kings 2, verse 2. Yes, it is a father to a son, but it is also very much a man to a man. Dr. Clinton describes that moment this way. The focus is more on character, on being a man after God's own heart to do his will. To me, there is no room for a culture of sexism or toxic behavior in true biblical masculinity. Make no mistake, Jesus was masculine in the traditional sense, yet he was compassionate and sensitive to the pains of those around him, and is the ultimate example of biblical masculinity. Men beget men, males beget males. As a single or married person, our responsibility is to pass on the wisdom of Proverbs through our relationship with other males in the hope that they would become a man. There probably isn't a better way of reclaiming masculinity than this. There are a number of passages that specifically describe the characteristics of what it means to be a godly husband. However, I don't believe that those should be relegated to the role of a husband. They, like Proverbs 31, actually speak to both husbandry as well as the broad influence of a godly man, which should be understood early on in a male's life and exercised consistently. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom in All Things podcast. You can check out other episodes and get the free download of Five Steps Towards Wisdom in All Things. It was the top five articles readers found to be the most interesting. You can get that and more at wisdominallthings.com.